This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to this week's edition of the 100% LCFC podcast, hosted up on iTunes, SoundCloud, and also through my own personal YouTube, as well as Facebook. Make sure you follow us at 100LCFC on Twitter and on Facebook, and give me a follow at Lee underscore Chappie. This podcast is brought to you by our sponsors at ADT Taxes. Download the app today. And finally, visit Loserpool, loserpool.com. Place a bet on a losing team in the Premier League. If they lose, you advance into the next stage. The last man standing is declared the winner. Win £1,000 guaranteed. Visit loserpool.com. I have a guest on today's show. It's the ugly inside. Uh, it's Southampton's away. We've got Southampton's away side of the viewpoint here of the game coming up, which is the... I think it's probably going to be pure out, to be honest. We've already had a chat about this. <laughs> and I personally think if Southampton win, Pule is gone. How are you anyway? How are you? Let's get you on. Um, yeah, uh, not too bad, mate. Uh, really good to uh, to speak to you. Um, I think I can I can sort of see from an outsider looking in. It's got a very similar situation back at sort of Leicester like we had a couple of years ago, mate. Yeah, uh, you, you guys never really liked Pule. Um, what, what, what's your take on Pure? Come on, give, give, honestly, what your personal take on Pure? Well, to be honest, um, I tried to be as as uh, impartial as I possibly could right up until the very last day that it was announced that he uh, obviously got uh, sacked. But I think what it is the, the 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 problem that he had it was it was totally boring football. It was sideways this, sideways that. It was it wasn't progressive and. And I think the last sort of six games that we had, we didn't even score a single goal at the end of that season. So I think that's really what put the nail in the coffin. Um, and I don't think he did, he did himself too much to the fan base either with his catchphrases and his, <laughs> in his press interviews with opportunities and possibilities <laughs> and, and, and God knows what else. <laughs> you see, you just mentioned about personalities and, and his characters, but 
I don't think it gives anything away, to be honest with you, at Leicester. He, he just doesn't. He's, he's boring. He's blunt um, to a point of like, <laughs> you just can't get anything out of him. It's like talking to a plank of wood, you know, and uh, he don't like anything slip either. He doesn't like letting a word slip out. Like, it was interviewed by uh, Ian Stringer, who does the radio over here on BBC for the commentary. And uh, he asked him if Harvey Barnes was a possibility of coming back from West Brom. And it's the way he answers the question, it's it's almost like if he, if he says one word wrong, he's going to be sacked. It's like he's walking on mm. eggshells. It's weird. I, I think what it is, uh, I, I don't think he's got a, too much of a grasp on, um, well, I suppose, he has, to be honest, I don't think he speaks too much of English. I think he's trying too hard to think about what he's trying to say. And I think that's probably where... You know, perhaps he's he's trying not to say the the, the wrong thing, but um, like I say, he doesn't he doesn't he comes across boring. He hasn't got too much of a personality, but <laughs> honestly, I think what we what what happened with us towards the end, well, sort of halfway through the season when we sort of started to cling on to his interviews and his conferences, we had like a bingo card. So uh, possibilities, opportunities, personality, you know, <laughs> any just any any one of sort of nine, then uh, someone could win the bingo card. Yeah, that's. It's, I don't know how your fan base went when it was nearer to the end of his days, but it really is. Like I said, we've ran a poll on on 100% LCFC, and I think the highest poll we got was something like 80% pure out or more. I think it was probably more than that at one point. Was that is that a similar sort of thing? I think yeah, it was a progressive. Um, I suppose turnover, if you like. I think the biggest concern what happened to us was around Christmas time. Of that season, I remember one of our regular sort of interviewees, Mike. Um, his video really sort of sparked a debate, really, because he said he's a disgrace. He needs to go pure out now, and this was around December of 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 that season. So I guess that sort of built a bit of traction, uh, and, and obviously the um, the results didn't help. But having said that, you know. A lot of people have said to us, "Hey, look, you, you finished eighth in the uh, in, in the league. You you reached a cup final. Yeah. Oh, come on, it can't be that bad." But I mean, it's a similar episode. What you got at the moment? You've got seventh yeah. in the league and, and sort of no uh, challenge sort of around you, really. Are you? I was just coming. I was just coming to the cups. Um, before he fluffed the league cup, which I think he really did make an, a, a shambles of it because we was against Man City, right? They weren't really going to go all out and. He had a chance to use the full squad, really, and and he didn't. Uh, that was our entrance into Europe because we've already discussed this off camera. But um, really, the top six are a massive, massive sides, and to be realistic about it, there's no one's going to touch them in terms of finance and the size of the fan bases they've got and everything else around it. We should have pushed for a cup and. Now the FA Cup's gone as well because he's fluffed it against Newport. Is this really, you think, is this a sign that Pule's definitely going to be going at Leicester? Or is is it more the seventh is going to be good enough to keep him in a position? Well, as, I think as an as an outsider, looking at the situation that you're in, seventh isn't so bad really, is it's it? Not. I mean, it's not. But if you want to touch on the uh, i suppose the the uh, entry to europe you know um i think ultimately that's what clubs like us want yeah. we want an alternative route to europe you know we we're not going to break the top 6 nor is the rest of the other 14 clubs unless something absolutely dramatic exactly. i mean such as such, such as the year that you won the premier league chelsea were a disgrace liverpool were terrible we finished above them and that was the first time we finished above liverpool wow um i think in the top division ever 
So you you are uh, <laughs> in a way saying that when we won the Premier League, all the top teams weren't quite firing on all cylinders. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think the stars aligned that season for us. Uh, we was awesome that season. Don't don't knock us for that because we were. We we won the league by ten points at the end of the day. Mm. But anyway, that's that that was a few years ago, and that I think is the main reason for this uh, chat is because winning that Premier League seems to um, put the expectations of our fan base to a skyrocketed high uh, and. Is it unrealistic? Are we really being that unrealistic? Seventh is a great, great position to be in. Go back 15, 20 years, Leicester City's a yo-yo club going up and down the championship, uh, the Division 1, the old Division 1. And and then in the championship, stuck there for nine, ten years, you know, as well as a League 1 down into their relegation. I think maybe we're being a little bit, uh, what's the word I'm here, fickle? Would that be Mm. the right word? (laughs) Football fans are fickle, man. I think uh, perhaps that you're probably uh, you're, you're well aware of that. You know, perhaps our expectations uh, have been you know over exaggerated. You yeah. know, since since that year that you won and we sort of were got six in the Premier League. I mean, since then our expectations have been sky high because we've had that moderate success. We want our team to replicate that every single season. But such as the situation in the Premier League where the money. It's just well, the, the 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 gulf in the top six and the rest of the league is just vast. It's, you know, there's there is no way that uh, clubs like Leicester, Southampton, you know, let's say West Ham for example, Everton, uh, I suppose Everton to a degree can't compete because the the money that's going to these top six clubs. But you know, I think ultimately what it is, we've gone through a, a manager a season basically since then, and perhaps you know two two this season, two last season. And because our expectations are set far too high, and I suppose the downward tra- trajectory is always when sort of Kuman left us, and it wasn't sort of helped with Puel, and ever since then everything's sort of falling. The the wheels have started to start to fall off. <laughs> yeah, you know, Font yeah. left, he fell out of Puel, and and Van Dijk uh, was injured. He, obviously, that didn't help. Injured by your mate Jamie um, in that <laughs> season. Uh, so we can't forgive him for that uh, because I reckon if, if we had Van Dyke, we could have won that cup final against Man United um, a season or two ago. But, uh, you know, I think our expectations are far too high and, and, and we've made some fundamental errors in, in appointments over the last two years. And hopefully right now, it seems like we've got the, the right man for the job, making all the right noises, saying the right things and really sort of, you know, pulling it, pulling it out of the hat. Yeah, I'm just going to take you back a little bit there um, about the, the the Van Dyke injury and the Jamie Vardy thing, and I'm going to quote the man himself: "Chat shit, get banged." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, dear. We'll um, never forgive him. Look, look. At the end of the day, you were in the championship uh, same season as us, um, uh, and I, I, I thought when you went up, I thought fucking that it should be us as well, and you know, and then we finally followed you up. And I think we're both steadily becoming a an established Premier League side. Uh, I do hope you guys do stay up because Southampton, for me, uh, growing up as a kid, were a Premier League side anyway. And yeah, I just I don't know about the result. I want your prediction on the result this weekend. I said to you, <laughs> two one to Southampton with Vardy to score first. If that happens, it's a big comeback for you guys, and I think Pure will get the sack. But I also think. We could potentially completely do you over uh, if Maguire and, like I said, the spine of this team is actually used. What's your predictions? 
Well, I mean, if if, if you say that sort of uh, Leicester are going to go one nil up and we'll come two two one up uh, and win the game, I think that's for the first time. I suppose in a long time that we've actually sort of won a game from behind, and that's the ultimately that's what we've uh, we've been severely lacking. We've been failing to to uh, hold on to leads, and we've been failing to uh, see the games out. Prime example again at the weekend. But from a Leicester perspective, I suppose if you go up and then go concede the game, I think that's unforgivable in terms of Claude's yes. uh, yes. Claude's future. As, I think, as you said at the very top of the show, but uh, I expect us to do well. We'll have a couple of players coming back. Um, uh, I suppose into the team, but you know you rested a lot of probably too many players, and that's ultimately what sort of cost you your place in the next round of the FA Cup. Yeah. You'll have all your big hitters back in Vardy, Maguire, etc. Um, however, however, we, we, we've got a couple of injury concerns. So Danny Ings won't be there. He won't, he'll be missing. Yeah, Danny Ings, speaking of Danny Ings, just cutting you off there. Sorry, um, I, I came up with a question the other day uh, about uh, what what forwards we would take at Leicester if if we needed one because we we do we really do because Inacio's Fucking useless. Um, for, for me, he's becoming probably one of the worst signings we've had for a very long time. Uh, I, I base that on the amount of money we've spent on him as well. Not just the fact that he's pants. It's the fact we spent 20-odd million on him. Uh, and uh, Man City have just rubbing their hands, really. They must have seen that coming. They really did, because he can't, he, can't, he can't kick a barn door. Well, he scored two against us when we uh, when we beat Man City. Was it four two? And Mane sort of scored a few goals. And, yeah, and, and on that, Kevin De Bruyne hitting balls on fifty pence <laughs> piece, you'd score two if he had, if you had Kevin De Bruyne hitting balls to you. Um, <laughs> but Danny Ings, uh, surprisingly, he's scored seven goals this season. Yeah, more than uh, anybody so far. Well, more than anybody last season, in yeah. fact. Um, a few of them come from the penalty spot as well. And he's really hit the ground running since he uh, he, he came to us in, in the summer. He's loving his time down here. It's his local club. He grew up down the road, so he's loving his time. Every, everybody loves him down here. And, and the sooner we get him back into the side, <laughs> we knew he was going to come with injury concerns. Because, you know, that's what's kept him out for the last sort of, two, three seasons. But when he gets, when he does play, he's full of energy. He wants the ball uh, and you know wins penalties uh, and takes players on without fear, with a with a positive attitude and loves it. So basically, what you're saying is hands off. Uh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I suppose I suppose for you, you know, it's perhaps a positive that he won't be playing. But having said that. We haven't really got many other strikers that's going to score a goal for us. Charlie Austin can't score at the moment. Shane Long scores once every three years. Yeah, and um, he's, he's highly rated as well. That's what makes me laugh. <laughs> and uh, um, Gabbiadini seems like he's on his way out this week. Oh, oh what? What? I've not heard about that. What's that? Yeah, Manolo Gabbiadini uh, looks like he's going back to Italy. Hasn't who doesn't sort of rate him, and and I suppose the last two three managers haven't rated him either. But um, when he did sign for us in the twelfth season, scored six <laughs> goals in four in four games. But since then, he's really dropped off the cliff, cliff, and not really kicked on. So Pule's not uh, got his eyes on him for Leicester then, because uh, so well. far he's made some. <laughs> <laughs> you can have him if you want. <laughs> He's made some half-decent signings, uh, James Madison being one of them. Um, he's a very talented lad. Uh, and most we of were the, after him. Yeah, most of the lads are under the age of 25 at Leicester at the minute, apart from Vard, who's turning into granddad Vardy. Um, <laughs> he'll pre- pretty soon be shouting, Harold! And, uh, <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> Steptoe and Son reference, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool, I see. Uh, but, um, yeah, you should have seen me on video. I just did the chin as well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but 
overall, pure signings, Ricardo Pereira, uh, another quality signing. But uh, other than that, I, I, he says he's not interested in the trans- tra- January transfer window. Uh, I think his time's limited at the club as well. So I, I, I really do. I think this is it. This weekend is it. And I don't know how you're going to feel about it, about him. I don't know. Do you do you still like the guy or not? He, he did well at the end of the day. Got you in a cup final, Wembley. Got you the eighth. Was it eighth? He got sacked to eighth. Eighth in the league, cup final, and as you know, sort of as anybody would say that doesn't support the football club, you know, why why did you sack him for? It's a good season. You finished eighth. You reached the cup final. I'd snatch your hand off. I mean. Fans of sort of let's say West Brom, Stoke, Swansea, for example, would absolutely love that finish eighth and, and reach the cup final. But you weren't there, man. Okay. Um, yeah. You, you have you haven't seen the football, and I'm sure you can you can you know uh, vouch for that. The football was dreadful, boring, side to side. It wasn't progressive, and, and exactly there wasn't no. What we're getting here, at the King Power. Yeah. Uh, there point, wasn't any positivity. Yeah. There wasn't no possibilities. Yeah, I think we scored like eight goals in about twelve games at one point, and I was just like, it was. I had to take an alarm clock with me just to make sure I didn't fall asleep. <laughs> you know, that snooze button kept going. <laughs> um, thank you for your time, mate. I really enjoyed the chat. I think that's it. That about wraps up the show, guys. Thank you for listening via SoundCloud and iTunes. You can follow the Ugly Inside at at the Ugly Inside on 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 YouTube, on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, we're also on Instagram, and uh, you know, make sure you also check out our, our show wherever you find self later on this week. Yes, I'll, I'll I'll be definitely watching that again. Thank you, and I shall see you guys on the next show. That's it for me. I'm all out. Cheers. Right. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.